Okay, rolling. Welcome. No, that was shit. That was shit. Delete that. Hello and welcome to the gym. That's definitely starting the podcast, isn't it? It was beautifully put, (laughs) Stephen. Sorry about that. Sorry, I'll get into it. Uh, Hello and welcome back to the Jim Bandit. Welcome back. That's a bit ambitious, isn't it? Yeah. Welcome to the Jim Burns Dave podcast. I've flubbed this intro about four fucking times now, so let's just crack on, shall we? Thanks for listening again. I am being sincere, mainly with you and not the idiots in the room with me. This week, what are we going to talk about, Dave? What did we, ju- we literally just watched it? It was the trailer for Martin Scorsese's Sezies? Irishman. Irishman. Yeah. Which uh, apparently stars every single Academy Award huh. winner that's uh, a man and has acted in the last 40 years. Yeah. What do we think? Just yeah, just yeah. yeah. These are facts. Looks well, right. I mean, it's De Niro and Pacino back together, so that's pretty exciting. They did do uh, Righteous Kill, though, didn't they? Joe Pesci as well. Yes. Yeah, and um, he's been retired for quite a while now. Yeah, but you know, if a fucking uh, if Big Martin gets on the phone, you're not going to see Big Martin. No, why? Why is he not doing uh, a Mike Cousin Vinny sequel? I think yeah, that'd be perfect yeah. in the post <laughs> era. Um, I watched my cousin Vinny quite recently. It's great. I, made, I made my children watch it. Yeah, my two elder children. The uh, pool hustling. How do yeah. I know that's not a twenty wrapped oh, a bunch of words? Perfect. It's my favourite scene. It I know everyone the... talks about the ending. That's my favourite scene in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I tell you what, like it is. It was one of the most perfectly structured comedies ever made. It's, yeah, it's a wonderful film. There's a, a YouTuber. Uh, I think it's Legal Eagle. I think he's called. Um, he's a lawyer, uh, an American oh, okay, lawyer. Okay, yeah. And not, not a mountain climber then. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. Carry on. Carry on. Anyway, uh, he's an ornithologist. Um, <laughs> he's, <laughs> um, he, uh, so he, he looks at like, you know, courtroom drama and popular culture and comments on it from like an actual real world yeah. legal perspective. And um he does. He's got. He, he does uh, a really good episode of my cousin Vinny talking about like how it's actually shown to people in law school because mm. like you know it, the, the way he the way he constructs the case and the way he he actually sets up the argument is textbook good. Mm. Uh, basically, everything in that film from a legal perspective pretty much checks out. There's obviously like yeah. um, there's little uh, artistic licenses here and there, but like it's uh, it's a pretty bang on courtroom drama, which you don't expect. From <laughs> to be said about a film like My Cousin but Vinny, but... That's the joy of it, isn't it? Is that yeah. you are... It casts the audience a little bit. You know he's probably going to have a Rocky 2 moment, not the original Rocky lose. You know what I mean? But yeah. it casts the audience as the rest of the, the judge, the jury, the what everyone on the other side, like, this guy is a joke. Mm. And I think what, what really works about it is that even though I don't know the ins and outs of case law like that, it feels authentic. It wouldn't work as well as it does if it felt like mm-hmm. he just has a miraculous win, basically. It feels, yeah, they're constructing the case as well and the film is laid out in a way that, because he has to understand it like the viewer. So it's a smart movie that casts you in the villain role mm-hmm. for thinking, well, this guy's a joke. And then in him going, actually, I'm learning. Like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, I'm working through it now. Yeah. yeah, there's a reason why uh, that's the best movie of all time. And these days, he's probably one of those guys that go around filming cops on Twitter and going, uh, I'm a lawyer, actually. Yeah, Get your fucking those, hands off me. Those are the best videos. They're so really good. Are. Don't answer so that infinitely question. Watchable. Don't answer that question. Yeah. Is the, yeah. Um, but yeah, so the Irishman, <laughs> back to that. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. it's quite interesting because it's Scorsese, obviously a big defender of cinema, as he's one of the largest names in cinema's history. Yeah, it's a very long um, name. But this is going limited theatrical release and then out on Netflix. 
Yeah, Spielberg, a couple of years ago, I think it was with uh, Beast of No Nation, where he was saying, oh, there's got to be a split in the categories between what can go mm-hmm. to Oscar nominations and, you know, he's streaming really cinema, um, something to that effect. But when Martin Scorsese's doing it, you just go, right. Yeah, it's an interesting quandary, isn't it? Because you do want films on the cinema and they are yeah. made for that experience of yeah. the size of the... What's up with you, giggling? The word quandary. No, it's just, it's just the most fucking dad way that you said that. You want films on cinema, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, no matter how fucking tall your house is, you've not got a screen like that or a sound system like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, one thing that people generally forget or don't care about or whatever, uh, we're, even with the biggest big name director, directors, and Dave and I, we were talking about this yesterday, is that it's it's hard to you know, get financing no matter who you are. And because it's still at the end of the day, someone else's money, uh, unless you're, you know, financing it yourself. So there is always a point where you have to start thinking, okay, well, where's the viable outlet in terms of, you know, who's financing or distributing and yeah. Netflix have, you know, completely. Of cash well, minute. I mean, I, I get the arguments for and against, but there's, you know, Scorsese was saying that he never had to test the picture before Goodfellas in 1990. And then when they're asking him to test his pictures, you knew that the business had changed. And it had, by the, I mean, it changed a few years before that. Mm-hmm. And so Scorsese's already been, always been fairly smart, I feel, at rolling with the punches and that changing nature of yeah. uh, the movie business, as it were. Because he could have just said, I'm not testing the fucking picture, to warn us. Yeah. I'm not Scorsese, yeah. I'm not doing it. And then, he, you know, Robert Altman style could have just not worked for about three or four yeah, years. I mean, it's that double edged isn't it? You don't want to go down the road of having to please 800 middlemen. Of course, exactly. So uh, Hollywood's Bowie, isn't he? He's what? Hollywood's Bowie, isn't he? David Bowie. Yeah, I, yeah, I got yeah, well, yeah, David got Bowie, yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to work the analogy out. Yeah. You know, he's always a, he's a fucking hell. Don't, don't look at me like that. Like I've said something stupid. Yeah. We're not he's, talking, he's very, we're talking finances. He's very not. adept at changing with the times. Well, even okay, in a financial right, perspective. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe you should lead with that. Yeah. yeah. Build your well, case out I thought, better. I thought, yeah. I thought. You would have lost the case in my fucking cousin trinket, I would have you? thought that you two were both culturally yeah, but I don't fucking listen to a single word you say. enough to have been able to make the fucking link, link, me. link there. Excuse me. And my house He's keys on the fucking table. Are you what? My house keys. Is that yeah. why you keep getting up every 30 yeah, seconds yeah. Just yeah. to move the fucking just, microphone? Yeah, that's which I'm going to have to edit all the clunking out. So you your house keys. They're there. They know they're yours because they've got loads of ephemera from television. There's the evidence. A little fucking Doctor Who. Well, I thought I'd fucking lost them. Avengers sign. Yeah. And you're my favourite person. Don't know who give you that. Um, it was Burns. Um, no, that's fine. Uh, so I just want to make sure they're there because uh, I, had, I, had, I had a man massive panic about leaving them in the door then. Oh, right. Okay, well. Yeah. I mean, Jim does check his house about 400 times before leaving. Yeah. Attention robbers. <laughs> Jim will probably come back during the middle of the yeah. robbing session and go, oh, see, told you, told you, mm. don't rob his house. Speaking of movies and yeah. uh, not robbing houses, uh, Dave and I went to see, we were invited to a screening of The Lion King. And Jim saw it with real people because, mm-hmm. you know, psh, not important enough to come to the thing. Mm-hmm. And I would just like to say that when I came out of that movie, I read some of the reviews and they were stinging, scathing. One yeah, of them actually described it as a stain, which I was, well, okay. And I came out of it and went, okay, yeah. yeah I didn't no, come I out mean, of it, like, angry. I just thought in some places it you could see how they had to change it for the, 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 the magic of, of, of the original, but it's 
way funnier than I thought they it was going to be. They had to lean on the comedy, I thought, yeah. because the musical number with the expressions in their faces. But when, so when we watched it, Dave, we were at uh, the Everman Cinema uh, by King's Cross and we were at a screening, but some people brought their kids along. And next to me was uh, a guy and he had his uh, two children there. And the boy, what was he? he? Must have been five or so. And if you've been to the Everman, it's like kind of like almost well like one nice. seating sort of thing, yeah. um, like kind of mini sofas, as it were. So much legroom that even I could stretch my legs all the way out. And this little boy, there's no one sitting in front of him in uh, the seats, and he spent, I'd say, between forty and sixty percent of the movie not even on the edge of his own seat, but grabbing the, yes, seat, the seat in front, front and leaning over it as if he was looking over a bleacher at a sports game that he mm-hmm. couldn't get into. Yeah. He was and. That, yeah, people go, yeah, it's not the Lion King. That's his Lion King. That's his one, let me tell you, because he'd be thinking about it, you know, remember that. When he mm-hmm. came out, he's like, oh, Dad, do you remember this scene mm-hmm. and that scene? And that's mm-hmm. going to be his Lion King. So mm-hmm. I, I do understand why some people really, really, really hate it, for the, but for the reason that they just hate the concept of it mm-hmm. more than... And, you know, I'm not... I'm not I don't want to patronise anyone if you really... I mean, I hate a lot of stuff, but I didn't hate this at all, and I, I got it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, the animation, so the, the, the CGI of it is mm. well, it's animation, incredible. It, it suffers a little a bit of uncanny valley because it can't, you know, you well, can't get human emotions as much. I didn't have any, I didn't have any issues with the film at all. I thought it was really, it was extremely, it was like really like nicely cast as well. And Seth Rogen was fantastic in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, the, um, Billy Eichner like, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Timon and Pumbaa were... Like I, I was about to say there, like they really, like they really make the film, but that's true of the original as well. Yeah. Um, so, like, it just comes know. back to the wider question of remakes, doesn't it? And mm. I mean, why did they remake it? Well, because it grossed over a billion dollars. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's one go. of your reasons. Yeah, you got it. And also, like, it's just just in terms of like a piece of art, it's worth remaking something in a different style just to see if you can do it like that's just that's just human endeavor isn't it like like you know mm. i mean every, every piece of art is ultimately pointless people who complain about oh, fucking God, that got grim. Go. and it started really, really utopian there and no yeah. i'm just saying like you know what was that oscar wilde quote about like it's the pointless things in life that make it worth living right and it's like yeah on paper like you know <laughs> Isn't the clearly just not listening to what I'm saying? And why well, um, don't anyway? Well, why would I do fine. that? You've got a fucking right. wham Christmas t-shirt. On me. Well, exactly. It's July. This um, is now your podcast like uniform, isn't it? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I don't. I don't like. I don't like wearing like a good t-shirt out just to go to Dave's house. Mm. Well, listen. Day. I didn't hate it at all. Yeah. Uh, I did think you're right, Dave. The bit of the comedy is now at mm. the forefront. Uh, it does say it. it it's not just the uncanny valley for me. It suffers because I'm thinking to myself, wow, that is so good. It's not like, oh, that's just slightly not right. It's it's so good. That fades after about 20 or so minutes, for me at least. But it's like, oh, well, that is, especially from a video game background. Oh, I mean, that, yeah, there's mm-hmm. very good fur. Good fur there. But, but then we also had the Cats trailer, didn't we? Oh, a lot yeah. of that. I mean, that yeah. works superbly with uh, a horror mm. um, yeah. <laughs> score underneath it. Yeah. Um, well, and, well up for the Cats film. Uh, I think I was the only person who saw it who was up for it. But yeah. I mean, look, it's Cats, isn't it? Let's I not mean, get yeah. too crazy. And listen, that is like an ultra budget version of the stage show with a cast that a West End production could never 
get on board at the same time. Like you might get any individual one of those people mm. oh, into yeah. a West well, yeah, End ticket, I mean, tickets are already seventy quid. But like, <laughs> but you know, not fucking. You know, uh, like it's it's. I mean, that is that is doing um, a Hollywood version of the stage show in a way that only Hollywood can do it. Yeah, I think people's problems largely was problem about the, the CGI in a bit rather than just doing makeup. Yeah, but those so people are knobheads, really, aren't they? I like, mean, you, you know, say what? those people, it was the majority of people. Yeah. Who no, yeah. The majority of people are knobheads. But, I, you know, one thing before we get off the uh, Lion King, I just want to say that I hadn't seen the original version of it for quite mm. some time. Mm. Uh, and you just forget if you've, if you've not seen it for a while, just the amount of musical fucking bangers oh, in that man, show. Oh, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Hit. It feels like it's someone's greatest hits album. You know, no, it feels like John's greatest hits album, isn't it? Well, that's yeah. a fair play to fucking Big Elton, isn't it? Tim Rice. Yeah. Um, Listen, Elton, he's having a good run this year. Elton's isn't having he? a cracking uh, run, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. He's like, you know, he had a biopic. Did we discuss Rocket Man on the podcast or just. I like, think we just discussed it in the pub. I can't remember. I think I don't so think it's a cracking film, I thought. Cracking. My mum saw Rocket Man recently, mm. and uh, I'm not going to go into the method of how she saw it. And uh, she, she lasted about 10 minutes. She watched the opening scene where he turns up for. Um, you know his meeting and uh, and she was like no nah, it wasn't for me as soon as they started singing she was like I'm out soon as- well you see that uh, was too much I of a was gear worried for her. 10 minutes into it mm. I was thinking oh man this is like a bad life to like a bad bad lifetime really uh, film but I think but then by the end of it I really loved it I think it's because it didn't back the themselves enough at the beginning it okay, felt right. it kind of tiptoed into because probably of the audience like your mum they're worried about of like yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. we'll try and convince them that it's not like that and ease yeah. them in whereas once it just once they're floating on when they're watching him play and they really go like this is a mm. fantastical version not not real life yeah. we've elevated everything it's a bit fucking rock and roll and glam because yeah. Elton John is and it's just going to be mm-hmm. fun then it was fucking great but I think the problem at the beginning was it kind of he tried to ease you into that was when it actually just backed itself. Yeah, cause it really like, worked. Cause the actual, like, cause that, cause without all that fantastical element, it's just a story. It's the, the, the entire story is a, a little dumpy bloke shags a guy from Paisley, has a heroin <laughs> overdose, earns a billion pounds. I mean, there's quite a you few know, bangers not, in between there's, that. There's not that much drama in it though, is it? But it works better than the dying. Bohemian Rhapsody film. Wasn't in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, but it's a great film. It's a fantastic film. It's like, it's like if Bohemian Rhapsody wasn't terrible. Yeah, I enjoy so. Bohemian Rhapsody a bit more. More just because I absolutely love Queen and the last 20 minutes, even though it has caused permanent damage to my body from holding I mean, yeah, Dave, you have actually... That is my favourite gig I of think, all time. But, but I'm seeing it the, like, near enough and yeah, it's, it's Seeing full. the, the ultra-budget Hollywood version of it, right? Boss. Even I it's thought, amazing. and I hate everything, yeah. when I was sitting there, and yeah. I wasn't really sold on the movie. It had some good elements, bad elements. I really, I, I but liked that, it. when it started, yeah. I was like, I haven't experienced anything like that mm. in the cinema before. And that goes back to why you should have films in the cinema. Yeah, I was... Because you don't get... You watch that on a plane or on your TV at home. You're not yeah. getting that experience for something like that, yeah. are you? And the energy in the room as well, because everyone knows that's coming. And so you get that kind of... You know, you get people... Mm. As soon as they walk out of the curtain, and yes, it's truncated or whatever, but it was uh, it was good. It was uh, amazingly well And your, uh, your pal followed up after that, Mr. David Bowie. What a fucking gig that is. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. It was all, yeah. getting a bit muso here. Let's move off this. Yeah. Um, this is old music as well. Yeah, yeah, something you might have heard. Yeah, well, yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of something more modern, yeah. <laughs> let's talk what, about the music. Modern warfare. So mm. modern warfare has obviously made the news that uh, its kill streaks include white phosphorus. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, if you don't know what that is, don't even bother looking it up because it's bad. Basically, yeah. uh, it's a gas. And, uh, yeah, it's generally, I think it was banned, wasn't it, before, um, for use. I love that, you know, banning weapons and that, but we won't get into it. Um, you have to kind of try and cut it out, apparently, and it can still burn after it's been on your skin. It's very bad news. And, uh, yeah, given this Modern Warfare's talk about the single player, about, about uh, child soldier missions and, you know, realities of war or whatever, and then you've got kill streaks. Now, I've got two kind of dissonant opinions on this myself the first is that white phosphorus is pretty fucking grim and if you see what it does to people then you know it's mm, is white phosphorus the one that they used in vietnam it's it's i think it's similar to napalm in a way Mm -hmm. you know it's it sticks because i went to a museum there in ho chi minh city which is very different to western museums in the sense they were just like this is the horrors that happened. And here is a fucking load of graphic photos yeah. of what it does to people. Yeah. Uh, when you see what this thing does, I'm not trying to get too dark here, but obviously this is a big story. And, you know, at first, my first reaction, like many people was, oh, that's, that's grim. And should we, and then I thought, you know what? It's yes, it's effects are bad, but then so is firing an AK 47 and someone. And, So is drone striking someone, Mm -hmm. and those are all in there. So is throwing a grenade into someone's, you know, chest or whatever. I'm not excusing it. I just think that there is, there are lines that people are prepared to cross or call it a red line. But really, they're already inching towards it anyway. So one of these things Mm -hmm. was when Watch Dogs was announced, Watch Dogs Legion, and people were saying, oh, we can't have it in, you know, oh, Great Brexit Britain. It's like okay, so now your dystopic playground is actually your own home. That's fine. But when you were running around playing myriad first-person shooters set in fictional Middle East locales, yeah. bombing the shit out of them, that was fine because it's not you. It's not your thing. You, you know, it's that's the war there. Mm-hmm. And when it's we bring that back, whether that's a red line and white phosphorus, because it's so ridiculously horrible. But then so is shooting someone with a Beretta. So I don't, yeah, it's one of those things where we do have to have the conversation, I think, about as violence gets more uh, graphic in video games, like where where are we drawing the line? Is white phosphorus in a video game context more graphic than shooting someone? I thought it'd well, actually be less, well, to be I, honest, I doubt they'll have the action of a nice big wide shot of a... You would just see the, the, yeah, the gas, thing going on. you know. And, and so in 2012, there's a game released, uh, I think it's by Jaeger Interactive, um, Spec Ops. Spec Ops the line. And that had a sequence where uh, you fired uh, white phosphorus into what turned out to be a civilian population. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the kickback is because that showed, of Timon Warfare, is yeah. that showed just how disgusting this thing is when it, you fire it at anyone, let mm-hmm. alone, you know, people with their children. And once you do it, when you, you, you give the order and you can see yourself reflected in the uh, screen, can't you? When he presses to fire it. Yeah. And then... You realise that you have to go, th- it might be hazy here, but I think you have to go through, don't you? Through where they were, because you think it's enemy combatants, but actually, and it's a bit 
the line is being crossed, isn't it? We know there may be civilians there or there mm-hmm. is or whatever. You fire it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then you have to kind of tiptoe through the remnants of, uh, of these people. And I think that that is informing, which is a great thing, which shows yeah, you the I video games can tell you consequence, about that's the consequences of these weapons. Uh, I just think that, in, not that I'm necessarily defending Call of Duty, it's just we were okay with tanks. We were okay with exploding people with tanks. We were mm-hmm. okay with running and gunning with a P90. We were okay with when you hit someone in the head, a little ding goes off and blood sprays behind. We were, all, we were fine with all that. So why aren't we fine with this? I just think that's an interesting discussion. Is it because there's more innocent lives you could take with it? Is that, I mean, I, obviously I don't think people necessarily know they're making that connection, but obviously that is quite a broad weapon to use that catches everyone in area that's X wide. Whereas a bullet yeah, you generally aims specifically at. You could argue that you could have a weapon for, for peacekeeping. You could have a, a rifle or a, a sidearm or whatever for peacekeeping. Um, but this is designed, well, it's, allegedly it's designed for dispersal. Basically, when this thing goes off, you don't want to be anywhere near it. But, yeah, but you got fucking tear gas. I know, exactly. So, I mean, look, basically, it's all fucking bad. And I, but what I think is, is that white phosphorus is known in the popular imagination to be one of the worst things. And it, that feels like the line that's being crossed, if you get mm-hmm. me. Like, we're so inert to just people carrying weapons, especially in America. Mm-hmm. Like, for the Brits, for us, when I walk around and see someone carrying a gun, my thing is like, the fuck you got that for? But in America, it's like, oh, great. I don't know. What do you think, Jim? You do some talking now. I feel like a fucking like LBC or something here. No, no, look at me. I was I was just checking my phone. Oh, no, um, fantastic! Thanks, mate. <laughs> no, I wasn't actually. No, I I, don't, I I can't really. I mean, I agree with you. I don't really um, like. Where is where is the line? I think. Isn't isn't white phosphorus? Isn't it outlawed or something like that? Isn't I believe it? it used to be banned. I'm yeah. not sure. Well, bets seem to be off these days, but yeah, it's. Yeah, it's one of those weapons where if, it's like, only you. Well, it's used, yeah. I think, for certain. I mean, yeah. I'm sure someone will correct me. Because it's, but it's got it's, a very the, the long torn short. It's got a very bad reputation. Off the top <laughs> of my head, weapons containing white phosphorus, but that are not incendiary weapons, are not regulated by uh, protocols. The use against military targets outside of civilian areas is not explicitly banned by any treaty. Great. I think that's what it is. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, well, good day. Yeah. Thank well, you. Well, good good just ten minutes ago with that. But I do think white phosphorus is like uniquely um, uh, it's like napalm right it, yeah, it has a connotation and will actually yeah. know a denotation it mm. does this thing to you yeah. in the same way that if so it's fired for mm. a reason and it will do that whereas mm. if you've got a gun on you you're not necessarily if you're taking white phosphorus out and loading it into something generally you're going to fire it mm. I think that's what people are getting at you know, and it's history is being and a I guess real fucking also the, wank stain um, of a weapon. There's also the, the the idea that this is like it's you know it, it, in the on the multiplayer side of it, this is a reward, right? This is yes, I think yeah, that's important. That's, yeah. You you build yeah. up to something very destructive, but then yeah. you know, helicopter gunship, you know, mm-hmm. AC one thirty inbound, all of that. I I again, I don't mm. think that anybody is necessarily right or wrong on this. Uh, I just think that we're getting to a point where we're going to have, where those conversations are definitely need to be asked. Mm. But weapons are normalized much more in American society than yeah. here. Yeah, we, especially in the States, we have open carry. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. That's To me, that's <laughs> absolutely It's terrifying. Insane. Well, concealed carry is arguably worse, isn't it? Yes, but concealed carry, may, well, it depends, but concealed carry means that the weapon has to be fairly 
You know, if you go open carry, you're going to go open, right? You're mm-hmm. going to have a Benelli or a, you know, some yeah. sort of Bushmaster rifle. You know, you're going, <laughs> you're going big, you're going open carry. You know, yeah. I get that not everyone does that, but you get those, yeah. you know. I got into an argument with a copper in my house in the States and he had his hand on his gun. In your own like, house. Yeah, and I was like, you need to get this fucking dickhead out of here. This is a college party. Really? And he's like, ah, oh, this Did you have a gun as well? Yeah, just- I had a gun, and that's beside the point. <laughs> so yeah. what happened? Did they just... Was it... They uh, came to break up because basically in America, you have a party... Like in England, if you throw a party and the cops come, you throw on a fucking good party to get them to come. In America, when you're at college anyway, you have a party until the cops come because they right. always come so is this the uh, so this is the specific campus. campus police but they have I think all the same rights and training etc as, okay. as a normal police So, but, but they're going around breaking up you know people getting drunk so every time they, they come up and go right if you don't live here get out if you're not 21 get out and inevitably that just leave me <laughs> <laughs> I'm terribly sorry officer I'm going to get old blighty it's uh, 18 Oh, That's fucking ludicrous. Yeah. You can like buy a gun, serve in the army, get pregnant, have a child, yeah. work, pay taxes. You can kill someone, you can't have a beer. You can't have a beer. But that's just libertarian talk starting now, isn't it? So, yeah, Modern Warfare is the the big story. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. We'll see if the developers respond. They did, I think, respond to the single-player kind of war child one. So, child Mm. soldier. Let's see. The other big story, Fortnite World Cup. So a mm. uh, a British lad did all right, didn't he? Yeah, not, was it nine hundred thousand mm. quid split? Yeah, so no, I think got, no, I think it was like this closer is to two, but then it was split, so it was like yeah, nine hundred each or something. Yeah, so mm. come on. Now. Uh, and then obviously there were a bunch of pieces, hit pieces being written about. Oh, Fortnite's ruining everything. Oh, well, you ain't ruining shit if you've just won nine hundred thousand. Uh, yeah, pounds. exactly. It was. I think was. I think it was a Telegraph. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a really horrendous smug shitty in fucking Gen X headline. Old man shouts at me. It was. It, it was. It was basically. Um, it was, wasn't uh, it senior? Uh, is it senior like, Walden? It was. I, I can't remember, but it was like uh, you know, like a, a British child is uh, has, has won one point eight million pounds in the Fortnite World Cup, but this is a national tragedy. And it's like we never win anything. That's it's, fucking great. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's like so. So you got this kid who's really, really dedicated. He's he's learned his craft. He's become so good at something that he's won nearly two million pounds doing it. That and, is, but but so so you you know you want, you want to tell young people to be dedicated and enterprising, but not like that. But Fuck only off. to stuff that my generation understands. Yes. Nothing to do with Who the internet or the games. Maybe it was George Osborne, Simon Parkin, mm. one of the crew. You know, just Simon Parkin, so the the, um, the, the article from the from the eighteen seventies. Oh yeah, the chess the one. Chess. Our chess is all the exact yeah. same. The exact same article from 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 a Victorian newspaper about a chess. Champion. Amazing. I read a thing about um, your favourite people, the Romans, being like the bloody kids leaving their chariots outside the Colosseum. <laughs> it's not like the good old days, is it? You can't go anywhere That's without great. these. That's great. And yeah, maybe it was George who said, "God, that must be a bit." Who, who could afford a chariot in those days? <laughs> oh, this was this was when it was a zenith, probably. But yeah, it's about. Uh, Mr. Federer, mm. congratulations on your Wimbledon uh, win. Don't you think you've wasted your time here, though? Like, you wouldn't, no one would ask mm-hmm. what they consider to be a serious mm. or real athlete or sportsman. And this kid, right, in his interview, what are you going to do with the money? Now, my first 
response would be utterly unprincipled. My second would be the line from Hot Shots, I'm going to Disneyland. And the third mm-hmm. one would be this one, I'm buying my mum a house, I'm buying my family a house. Mm-hmm. I just, like, I'll probably keep But you can only do that if you're white, though. If you're a white football player, you can exactly. buy a house. If you're Raheem the Sterling, Sterling stuff is just, yeah, it's crazy. I do think that he, I know that a lot, well, it's kind of digressing here, a lot of footballers, mm. you know, for whatever reason, they don't like speak out or, and I'm not judging them at all. I'm just saying that it was so, so different for Sterling to say, mm. right, you know, actually I'm not taking this anymore or I need to speak. I am, I am calling the footballers out. I'm calling every yeah. single one of you that didn't put your head above the parapet, you soft twats. Um, no, no I, understand, I understand it from, I mean, it's easy for, for me to sit here and say it, but yeah. So what were we talking about? Ah, Fortnite. Yeah. So look, Basically, they're just mad because he's got 900,000 quid and they don't. I mean, yeah, that, 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 that is the bottom line. I'm mad he's it? got it. Yes, I'm not right, a yeah. fucking hit piece, am I? The hit piece will say <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. Wish my hand-eye coordination was so good I could but, play yeah. the game but and win near a mill. But it is terrible how the um, how the how the the British press is all kind of mobilised in that direction. Um, they love Fortnite because it's controversial. Yeah. Um, and it's controversial because they've made it controversial. Mm. Um, you know, they love going on about uh, the WHO ruling about gaming disorder being mm-hmm. being a thing, and it re- it it just it just smacks of we don't like what the younger generation get up to, and it's, it's really playing to the base. It's old but it's media playing to the old into media what it, base. What it is mm. or involves. But this, the state of newspapers, mm. the state of broadcasting in Britain is. Toilet. Well, including this that, one. I can't, I can't remember what the, the thing is that, yeah. that, that ranks newspapers as in as in collective newspapers per country mm. and how trustworthy they are. But I know that UK's right near the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Because you because the British press is like the same twelve dickhead columnists writing the same horrendous article about how much they Excuse don't like millennials. John's a, uh, wonderful. <laughs> well, I, as, oh God, if I see like the, the amount of articles out there about this, the, like millennials who've managed to um, crack the housing market and it's all, it's always the same. It's always this fucking horrendous story where it's like, oh yeah, so they, uh, they saved up, they saved up all their money and it's like, it's, it's obviously they, bollocks. Yeah, it's always bollocks. It always turns out it's like, okay, yeah, they lived in their mum's house until yeah, we, they were we saved up for 30 years. Yeah. My mum and dad and gave us 50 yeah, grand. My mum and yeah. dad also <laughs> gave me 90 grand. And like, also, it doesn't even matter. Even if you had spent your entire fucking 20s saving up with no help whatsoever, not going out, and then mm. got to your mid 30s and got a house because you've been frugal, mm. and even if you got the biggest fucking Tory mansion, you fucked your fucking life up. Because then when you go to your mates, right, who wants to go on that stag do? Or who wants to go on holiday somewhere? Mm. Who wants to go? you know on, on this trip everyone's like no I've got, I've got children and I'm busy with work stuff now because you've not hung yeah, out exactly you've failed your you've 20s you've spent your entire life living in your mum's house fucking putting money under the mattress yeah. instead of living it fucking but basically being, you've been a wanker you've yeah. been a wanker for a decade well done those Fuck off. those pieces as someone who has uh, well maybe benefited isn't the right word but yeah. as someone in some of their shoes it makes me angry. It really makes me angry. And it's related to when I speak to people, when I speak to people, we have our house valued, uh, my house valued, whatever. And you see how much it's gone up. Great. Fantastic for me. But it's, it is obscene. Like, in a way, you know, I'd rather that it went up a bit. So, everyone, you know, we're comfortable in paying it. And everyone else got to have a house as well. You know, but when I try to explain that, especially to Americans, they hey. look at me as if I've gone totally, totally <laughs> insane. 
Like, yeah, okay. Well, if the Labour government increased some taxes, fine. Well, how can you say that? Because I don't want to live in a nation where four million children are in poverty. Yeah, yeah but, but dude, what about you? you? Bit more, I'm yeah. fine. Yeah. I'm the one sitting in the house. Yeah. But it just doesn't seem to be that yeah. prevalent. Um, but yeah, what's the thing? It's not a downer, but a lot of serious topics. Let's yeah. talk about something unserious um, now. Well, is the boy serious? Oh, it's a bit, yeah. No, oh, God. No, no he's not. Is this Celtic Football Club? It's, uh, it's a bit, it's cheeky. It's not. It's nothing to do with Celtic Ooh. Football Club. Oh, a no. fact that upset me greatly by the time I got to episode six. I'm like, there's no boys in it. No, right. It's based on uh, a, a comic book by uh, Gar- Garth Ennis. It's on the shelf behind who, you, Stephen. Is uh, it? Is so it? it is. Now... Preacher uh, is what he's... Uh, That's what I'm currently reading. So, yeah. Fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and all I think the same people, because Seth Rogen and stuff is involved in the adaptation. Um, Amazon Prime did a, did a version of Preacher. It was fucking shite. Because, um, you know, the Preacher books are uh, uh, an incredible epic road movie mm-hmm. uh, with, um, you know, with lots of stuff in there about Catholicism and... Uh, I mean, there's a clear vampires, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, the supernatural, and it's New book just it's mm. it's it, it, it's 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 incredible. The TV show spends an entire season not fucking doing anything. Um, the is this preacher? This is preacher. Sorry, I was smelling about. this book. Sorry, this is it's preacher. Got new books about. It's very it good. good. I just explained that I was a bit worried about the the same people roughly doing the adaptation of the boys because it's like the source materials from like roughly the same people. Mm-hmm. The adaptations being done by a lot of the same people on the same network, and right, the preacher TV show took an entire season to move the story along as much as. Uh, the comic book does in like two panels. I was going to say that's weird because I'm I'm only like halfway through the first one of Preacher and already like shit's well underway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so twelve in like thirteen episodes of the TV show, you know the church that he's preaching in yeah. at the start of the book, and you know how like that church mm-hmm. explodes. Um, that's like within the first on the first fucking page. Pages. <laughs> they yeah. don't get to that point until the end of the first season of the TV show. Oh, wow. Uh, I know that's a little bit of a spoiler, but don't watch it. It's fucking garbage. The Boys, however, is uh, a much, much better TV show. Um, and it's uh, it's a fairly close adaptation, but they have they have made a lot of changes. It's okay to make changes because you're um, adapting it for a different form. Well, yeah, it's so a different medium. And it's, fif- it's a different medium and it's about 15 years removed as well. So, like, it's got to be... Um, you know, they've got to update all the ideas and stuff, but it, it works really. Sorry, what's the story? Are they here? superheroes? Are they, yeah. Do the boys keep superheroes in line? Is that the, right? So it's basically imagine the imagine you've got the Avengers, right? They're the, I don't have to imagine this, this, this world's me. equivalent of the Avengers or a team of superheroes called the Seven. They're like the Justice League. They've got like they've got an they've got a, an aggregate of of Superman. There's an Aquaman. There's uh, there's a Wonder Woman uh, proxy, and Got it. and they're assholes. The the public facing PR polished version of them is of you know as of these wholesome American heroes, but in private they are you know they 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 sexually abuse people. They they are involved in all sorts all sorts of horrendous. So it's just a criticism shit. of uh, Hollywood. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, and. Um, 
And the boys are, uh, well, in the comics, they were a clandestine uh, CIA unit who'd been put together by a cockney called Billy Butcher. Right. Um, and uh, and a bunch of other people who take a compound known, a drug known as Compound V, which makes them hard as fuck, so they could go around battering superheroes, right? To keep them in line. Mm-hmm. So, um, and they've all got personal reasons for hating soups. And uh, and that's the basis for the TV show, right? The TV show is essentially the art, the why this group gets together, mm-hmm. why they hate the superheroes, and uh, and that that sets up the conflict. Um, and this is Amazon as well. This is Amazon as well, yeah. And it's fucking fantastic. It's it's really really well cast, um, and I think it does a lot better than Preacher. Uh, I was speaking to a friend of mine um, uh, about it this morning, actually, who made the point that. Um, the boys, the comic, isn't as strong as Preacher the comic was. Right. By the same guy, mm. but it's like the source material isn't quite as strong. So it's like, it, in many ways, that makes it like, you know, a, a, a better well to, to make the adaptation. Sometimes from. that, like, mm-hmm. the, so mm. the Godfather. If yeah. You, if you read The Godfather, mm-hmm. fuck, like, it's, yeah, that's it's behind you as well. But it's I have never read it. It's good. Mm. Well, yeah. But it's meandering in places, and yeah. some of the obviously it's a novel, so there's a lot more mm-hmm. to go into it. But some of the shit in there, you're like, this is fucking. This if is the story's pony. already been perfectly rendered in one medium, yeah. But that's when people get upset. Yeah, isn't pe- it? people are going to feel like, well, that's what yeah. Watchmen continually suffers. Yeah, from wasn't it? Well, yeah, that. And was so having never having never read Watchmen uh-huh. at that point, was it 2007 when Snyder yeah. version came out? I watched it around about 2008, nine. Mm. I watched that, mm. and I was like, I don't necessarily have a huge problem with this I, and then I subsequently read it I was yeah, like we'll now get, we'll I see we're Lion King again and we're back uh, yeah. to uh, things that are the Watchmen film's terrible you fucking bellend yeah, but anyway I, I'm talking about the if the, you remove the, the context that you've ever seen reading the, the graphic novel the beforehand. absolute vociferous response yeah. of mm. this isn't just a bad movie that's badly plotted or shot or whatever this is like an affront and obviously it had yeah. no context to it and so is another Snyder film where uh, it just feels like it'd be eight minutes long if there was no slow mo. Mm-hmm. You know what? And I think I think there is something to be said when the original creator of the work set out to make something explicitly um, th- that he thought was so complex you could never adapt it into a film. More designed it so it was unfilmable. He said this. I'm pretty sure. Mm. So like the, Nothing's the, the, the original creator, shut the fuck up you for a second. You fucking read that fuck. The, Don't fucking original, tell me what to do. The original, you Tory. The, the creator of the original work has, has, has gone out of his way to say he doesn't want anyone to make a film out of well, it. Well, should have sold Ma- it then. Making Next. a film out. Of it. <laughs> Sorry about that. Next. Making a film Sorry, out of it. Sorry, it's producer time now. Producer chat. Making we a film own out the out fucking negative. Inherently immoral. <laughs> well on that note yeah. it's time to wrap it up for this week uh, but, if you want any videos done but, hire special gum yeah, yeah. hire special gum that's the jingle yeah. yeah if you want any videos done hire special yeah. gum special, now. special gum we shoot good yeah bye